Welcome back to Gale Force Winds Season 2. The Gale Force Winds Podcast is proudly sponsored by Newfound Marketing, a digital marketing agency located in St. John's, Newfoundland. Visit our website at newfoundmarketing.ca to find out how we can help your business grow. Newfound Marketing, a compliment to your marketing team. Well, welcome to another edition of Gale Force Winds, and we're on location in a very cool place in Summerside, Prince Edward Island, and it's called the Knot Beach Bar and Rentals, connected to a very cool place called the Humble Barber. Two of these little businesses are thriving right here on the waterfront of Summerside, and this place uh, rents paddle boards, and it's kind of topical given the conversation uh, that we're about to enter into. And I've always said before that it's always worth the drive to Summerside because there's some very interesting things happening out there. I'm Alan Dale, and with me as always, my good buddy from the East End of St. John's, Jerry Carew. How are you, Jerry? Doing well. You know, I'm a little sad. This is our last interview in Summerside, so it's been a whirlwind here in PEI, where Alan lives. Um, But I'm really interested in this gentleman sitting in front of us, so let's start. Yeah, and we're not going to give away any secrets here about what went down here over the last 12 days with this this fella here. But uh, Doug, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, so uh, my name is Doug Russell. I'm originally from Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, Currently, I live in Ottawa. Um, I've been out in PEI for the last uh, 12 days doing a paddleboard, but uh, about me, uh, born and raised in Ontario, still live there. Uh, Lived kind of all over the country. I'm a military officer, um, so did the majority of my service out in Edmonton, uh, Alberta. Um, But now I work and reside in Ottawa. And uh, yeah, that's... That's it. Doug, what was it like growing up in the hammer? Brothers, sisters, mom, dad, what was Uh, everybody involved in? Yeah, so mom's a dietitian, dad's a car car salesman, my brother, I have one older brother, uh, and he's a teacher, grade grade school teacher. Is that right? Yeah. Pretty uh, typical Ham- Hamilton upbringing. I, I think so. My yeah. uh, my my family. Uh, my grandfather worked in steel, so yeah. Yeah. We're, we're tied into the steel uh, business. Yeah. Right into the steel town. Yeah. Tell us about Hamilton as a kid. What was it like? Uh, I don't know. It's uh, I. I kind of couldn't wait to leave you Is know right? it, yeah. It, yeah so when I joined the military I was really looking forward to uh, to getting out and seeing uh, some other places and yeah yeah so yeah. when I went to university I went to the Royal Military College in okay. Kingston Ontario and yeah how fantastic. old were you when you went into RMC 19 19 years old mm-hmm. tell me about that experience walking through the doors oh it was uh, I, I had I do have uh, family that have been in the military before but it was uh, an experience like I had never had before. It was uh, completely new, completely novel. Um, yeah, I, I would say it was kind of a formative experience. And yeah. uh, from there, I kind of never looked back. It was great, great opportunity. Did you connect with it right away, Doug? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I uh, I had uh, worked pre- prior to joining the military as a uh, in Algonquin Park as a canoe trip uh, guide and camp, camp counselor. Yeah. Um, so I. They kind of did the natural recruiting thing and said, uh, "You like camping? You should you should join the infantry." And uh, and then yeah, that kind of connected me into that side of things. That's a different kind of camping, though. D- very different <laughs> kind of camping. It's not it's not really camping. No, it's not, yeah, it's not really, yeah. That's work. Yeah. The infantry. <laughs> so okay, so yeah, what did you study at RMC? Uh, I was a history major. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And uh, good program there at RMC for Ab- history. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Tell us about it. What was it like? 
Um, so history, my, the focus of my degree was uh, military history, which is something that uh, I'm very interested in. Uh, and they have a lot of great resources. Uh, some of the profs are actually military officers. So okay. yeah, it's great. Wow. And so I bet going through that program uh, so many years ago, you're probably still mates with a lot of those people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're coming through uh, RMC. You, it's a bit of a bonding experience. Yeah, it's funny. Funny you mentioned that. So while I was uh, getting ready to do this uh, this trip that we'll talk about uh, in PEI, a lot of my old mates from RMC reached out to me. And on Canada Day, uh, we, as we were paddling uh, past Big Big Point. Uh, PEI, uh, we got hosted for an hour uh, by a person that I was in RMC with, and I hadn't seen since RMC. You're kidding me? So, no. So it was, uh, and they, you know, I, I said no to a lot of engagements because they were said, you know, paddle into this bay. Yeah. We'll we'll have a we'll have a thing, and we'll feed you. And I said, you know, if, if it's more kilometers, I'm not interested. But this was right on the ocean. We just took our boards out, walked up, ate, got back on, kept going. So Doug, tell me about that. So you find yourself paddling by your buddy's house that you went to university with, hadn't seen him in 20 years. Yep. You rolled in on your paddleboard. What was that reunion like for that you? That was fantastic. It was like we had never, uh, never missed a beat. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I want to pick up on that for a second. Uh, Jerry and I had both spent time in the military while we were in the Navy. Um, and uh, that's not like camping. We were in the Navy and um, uh, it is like that when you get into a conversation with somebody that you've done something with so many years ago, it's like you never left. Yeah. Explain that to me. Why is that? Why do you think that is? I, I think uh, I think you just share so much uh, common experience going through a program like the military college uh, that it's you kind of it's it's natural to pick up where you left off because there's so 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 many commonalities in uh, your prior experience. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bond, really, isn't it? It's, uh, I don't know, there's something special about it. Uh, I, I find that I'm very connected to folks that I had done things with over the course of time. And it's an amazing feeling when you can just pick up from where you left off. Yeah. But that's an interesting way to do it, to, to paddleboard in and there's your mate's place right there. Oh yeah. Good dinner. Great dinner. And then yeah. you picked up and went on again. Fantastic, yeah. And, and, I, and I said, I hate to do this, but <laughs> I'm gonna eat and run because we got a, we were heading out, uh, we were going big point uh, to point prim. Um, and we, we still had like 12 kilometers to do and it was 6 p.m. And I said, we gotta, we gotta go here. So I didn't even do the dishes. I didn't even help. <laughs> I, I was no help. I charged my electronics, I fed, and then uh, I was gone. Yeah. They must have been glad to see you. Yeah. Now, we talked to skirt it around the issue a little bit, but tell us exactly why you're here in PEI, what it is that you're doing. Yeah, so uh, I am here, uh, about six months ago, I started planning to uh, paddle my stand-up paddleboard around the island. I was planning on doing it initially solo, um, and to my knowledge, it hadn't been done. It had been done in only a kayak. Uh, so I was very interested in kind of pushing myself and, you know, uh, and experiencing PEI because I know it's a beautiful spot. Um, and I knew it was gonna be the adventure of a lifetime. So that was what kind of got me the initial hook. Um, and on the map, it's about 600 kilometers, but as you, as you go and cut off bays and you go kind of cape to cape in yeah. some spots, you can save distance. So yeah, it was a, a, at the all said and done, 553 kilometers. Um, so yeah, this, uh, this whole thing, you know, we started, or I started planning it about six months ago. 
Um, that's when I committed to it, and I partnered with uh, Soldier On Canada, which is a, uh, a charitable organization that focuses on uh, supporting ill and injured veterans. And I said, hey, if I do this, I really want to raise money for something that I care about. Um, so they set up a donation page for me. They helped me, you know, kind of get the word out through their networks. And yeah, I, I, uh, I kind of set a fundraising goal and said, we're, we're going we're gonna to do this. And yeah, it's... How'd you make out with your fundraising goal? So fundraising goal is at 15,000. Uh, and right now, I just checked the site, we're almost at 13,000 raised. Okay. So yeah, it's been phenomenal. There's been- uh, That's fantastic, yeah. Doug. Yeah. Amazing. Can you tell us just a little bit about the paddleboard? I'm sure anyone watching this is trying to visualize how, how, how would you do this? Mm -hmm. uh, how did you navigate the water, which is not very uh, flat calm? Talk, talk yeah, a little bit about yeah. the, you know, how you did it. Absolutely. So um, I had a little bit of experience in multi-day paddleboarding before. We did, uh, we did, we went all the way around Algonquin Park. It took us, uh, it was 420k. Um, took us eight days, um, but it kind of taught me how to pack. So when you're thinking about a paddleboard, you know you don't have very much room. You have a little bit of room in front of you and a little bit of room behind. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have a lot of weight because the more weight you put on the board, the board's going to sink and you're going to create more drag and you're going to be upset when you go out and try and do long distances. So yeah, basically I had all my sleeping gear and my uh, food and my cooking behind me and I had everything I needed for the day in front of me. So the bag behind me was about, I would say 40, 50 pounds, and the bag in front of me was about 25 pounds, and had sunscreen, bug juice, my meals for the day, uh, water for the day, uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah, everything that you need at night behind, everything you need during the day in front, and that's it. Okay, Doug, you yeah. made that sound pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see him bending over to get yeah. a sandwich. I would fall in. Right? <laughs> you made that sound pretty easy, front, back. Yeah. Okay, uh, but Doug, take us through the logistics of day by day. Like, how, when would you stop? How long would you stop for? How would you eat? Where would you sleep at night? Okay. Those type things. Okay. Um, so it, I, I would say we, because there, I was joined by uh, one of my, uh, another, uh, RCAF or uh, Canadian Air Force veteran, uh, a fellow named Colin Hudson. Okay. Uh, so he joined me. Um, so what a typical day would look like while we were out uh, would be we'd wake up at five, um, make breakfast, uh, which was very kind of a, a light breakfast. So a couple packs of oatmeal. Are you on the beach at this point, or where? Are you? We're on the beach. So yeah, okay. we would we pull in at night to okay. uh, yeah to gotcha. sleep. Um, so we do breakfast, we kind of strike camp, pack up everything, and we're usually on the water uh, between 6 and 6.30. Um, and then a normal day is we, we kind of have a very uh, strict regimen of paddling to break ratio. So because it's easy to kind of lose yourself and just keep going and going and going. Um, so we would paddle for an hour, take five minute break. Paddle for an hour, take five minute break. And then around lunch, we'd take about a 20 minute break to eat and hydrate and everything. So when you take a break, do you sit on the paddleboard, let your feet dangle in the water, or is yep. that a break? That's a break, yeah. Okay. Sit on the paddleboard, feet dangling, so you're, you're kind of cooling off a little bit. Um, yeah. Take a dip at all? Ever take a dip in and come oh, back? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. On, we, we had a couple of days that it was really, really hot. It was pushing 30 degrees, so we, were, uh, we would jump in, get out, yeah. 
So when you get in, uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm picturing no, on the paddle board. You got uh, the night behind, uh, the day in front, and uh, how do you f not flip the paddle board over getting on it? Like, yeah. is it as big as one of these things here? Uh, no. No. It's well. I think this one's probably a little bit wider. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so you got to be careful getting back on board. You got to be careful. Okay. Yeah. You got to. You're not just. Yeah. I'd, so you be, take that I'd be a half hour trying to get back on board. You take that five-minute break, you go for a dip, you, you, you cool down, as you say. Lunchtime, you stop, you, you eat a sandwich or something. What do you, what do you have for lunch so typically? So typically, uh, like, uh, the way our meals were set up was uh, breakfast was coffee and oatmeal. Yeah. So a large amount of oatmeal. Um, and then throughout the day, it was just kind of like snacks. So cliff bars and trail mix and you know uh, all, all kinds of different snacks just to kind of keep the calories going in right so we didn't have a set lunch so we we're eating every hour yeah, all yeah. day long um, and then dinner was a dehydrated meal so that keeps your weight down again so we're not packing a lot of fresh ingredients on no. this yeah so a dehydrated meal you stop and that's where you're gonna camp for the night then you yeah. have your meal go to bed absolutely yeah right so you 12 days you and your mate Mm -hmm. Did you guys know each other well before you started this? Uh, I wouldn't say super well. Uh, he he's lives on the island. He lives in Summerside. And okay. I was, when I committed to this, he reached out to me and said, uh, would you mind if I came out and paddled like one or a couple of days with you? Because yeah. I'd like to paddle around the island too. I said, no problem. Uh, and then about two weeks prior, he said, good news. I'm going to do the whole thing with you. I said, well, that's a surprise. Uh, so yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah it was, so you didn't know each other well when you started. I mean, you obviously knew each other. Yeah. But after the end of it, you must have known each other very well. Very well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you've got a bond with this fella now. Oh, I don't absolutely. know if I could spend 12 days with a fella in the Air Force. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah. joke him with you. Yeah. But, well, that's great, though. So you, you paddle together. When you come in at night, I mean, it must be a wonderful feeling to see that accomplishment behind you. Or are you just focused on let's get to the next day or how, uh, how are, you, are you enjoying the moment as you go i i was really trying to but yeah. sometimes you're so focused on getting to the next step that i think you know sometimes it's it when you when you really stop and smell the roses maybe you miss an opportunity to do another five kilometers so we were we were more on the side of let's get the more f five kilometers because in the back of my mind always was wind and weather that was going to prevent us from paddling on a day or two days or having a window where we couldn't go. Yeah. So yeah, we would usually come off the water at, um, I would say around 8.30, uh, between 8.30 and nine. And so the sun's really setting at this point. Uh, you got about half an hour of daylight left. Uh, and then it's, we usually kind of camped on the beaches that we'd land on uh, or wherever. It, we, we had some of the most beautiful camp spots uh, I could ever imagine. Is that right? Yeah. You pull in, it must have been spectacular. Yeah. Tell me about some of the other interesting things you saw on this 12-day voyage. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say uh, one, one of the great things that we got to experience was all the marine life. We saw a um, huge amount of uh, marine life, eagles. We got escorted by porpoises often. So when we were coming into Surrey, it was uh, pretty late at night. It was about 8.30 and we just had probably four porpoises that were about 
10, 20 meters off our board, and they were just kind of circling. And Jeez. They were all the way in. They swam with us. We, we, uh, we had seals all, all the time following us, being curious, just checking us out. Yeah, it, was really, uh, it was really great. So the marine life was, was phenomenal. Um, and uh, Colin didn't love all the fishing boats, but I really did because the lobster season was going on. So I, uh, I enjoyed seeing all them uh, kind of motoring around and picking up their traps. And yeah, it was interesting. Now these lobster fishermen would have been as curious about you as the porpoises. Yeah, we, we got some close passes because I'm sure when you see someone two kilometers offshore just standing there, uh, it looks odd to a, a boater right. who probably hasn't seen someone that far offshore. Right, um, standing yeah, up. Standing up, yeah. So, <laughs> Doug, tell me about it. I want to talk a little bit about the porpoises taking you into Sorry Harbor. Had you ever experienced that before as a pilot boarder? No. What was that like for you? Did you feel a connection there with those animals? It must have been pretty surreal. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was completely surreal. So the sun was setting. It was it was picturesque, uh, and and to have these uh, these you know porpoises kind of like alongside, and you know it was it was kind of like we were in a little bit of a formation, and yeah. And they're just watching you, and you're watching them, and it's well, like nature. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was great. Wow. Yeah and into Surrey Harbor, so 12 days in total. And you don't think anybody's done this before? I, I don't think anyone's paddled around continuously the island, so. And what kind of uh, response did you get to? Was anybody curious, talking to you about it, or oh, yeah. were you just quietly going about your business? We, we were as quiet as possible while raising money, because mm -hmm. there was a, like, I knew there was a good chance that we could get stop somewhere not be able to finish yeah. you know in 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 my mind i knew i had 18 days before you know my my wife is flying in and i have to get this thing knocked out in 18 days because she's flying in and then we start our real summer vacation um so yeah that was always kind of playing in the back of my mind um yeah and so now okay you've, you've got this behind you quite an accomplishment you're still in the mode of fundraising to mm -hmm. hit your goal when does your fundraising end? When does that end? So, so we're going to end uh, the fundraising in a week. In one week. Um, yeah, and uh, there's actually uh, the 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 board that I was on is is made by Red Paddle Company, which is not PEI. A bunch of people ask me that because yeah. PEI is associated Red with Island. Red. Um, donated by Red Paddle, and uh, and they actually donated it for the purposes of the fundraiser. So anyone who donates over $100 uh, gets their name entered to win the board that I paddled around the island on. Yeah. So yeah, it was new when I started, so I said, uh, I made the, the kind of joke on my social media that it's barely broken in now. Right. So yeah. <laughs> Where, who, who makes it? Where is it made? Uh, so it's a U U.S. company. U.S. company. Yeah. And they make a good product? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Is that right? I didn't have any problems with it. No, no? Yeah. Yeah, you went further than most. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. Uh, well, what a journey that was. And certainly we'll promote it on our social media challenge to help you get to that that goal. Pretty honorable cost. Tell me what the, uh, tell me what the charity means to you. Okay. So uh, I've, I've been in the military for 20 years. Um, I, I know a lot of my friends uh, and people that are close to me that have suffered from uh, service-related injuries. And I look at an organization like Soldier On and it's just, they are dedicated to helping service members work through and persevere and, uh, you know, commit and uh, succeed on their road to recovery for physical and mental injury. So um, I, I will 
do what I can to support them because they do their best to support people like me and people like you know other people in uniform. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's why uh, that's why I committed to uh, raising money for Soldier On, and this is actually the second time we've done it. Um, the first time we did it was for a different paddle uh, expedition, and we raised about 5,000 bucks for Soldier On. So now we've doubled that plus more, and yeah, we're on our way to almost tripling it, so. That's fantastic. Great charity, a great thing to do. Uh, clearly, you're having uh, an enjoyable life. You're not afraid of these challenges, and, and you're certainly uh, living in the moment. What's over the horizon for you, Doug? What's next? Uh, I, uh, if I could I've use got a, the horizon. <laughs> yeah, a term. yeah. The horizon's a long way away on a paddleboard. <laughs> <laughs> you saw a lot of horizons. Yeah, I saw a lot of horizons. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I. Uh, what What's directly over my horizon is I'm going to try and get some rest from this trip and. Uh, enjoy my summer vacation and yeah we'll see what's next I like to do kind of a trip a year so we'll, I'm, I'm cooking up something but uh, yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna start talking about it just yet at the end of each day how how tired were you after doing that what you just explained you must have been exhausted were you uh, so our, our average our average distance that we traveled each day was about 46 kilometers on the water um, and I would say we would be tired, but my fatigue was, I, I only really experienced fatigue in my feet and hands. Um, so mm, okay. yeah, Not I, I didn't, fatigue. I, di I didn't have any me mental fatigue. Um, sometimes I wouldn't get a great sleep. So I think, uh, the sleep would mm. affect me a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that would, you know, that would be like more sleep fatigue, but physical fatigue, not, not really. What do you think the lack of sleep was, was because it was just such, you were so alive, what you experienced on the day with porpoises and yeah. would that be it? Or are it, you thinking about the next day? It, I, yeah. I think it's thinking about the next day and because you're on something so small uh, and you're on an, an, an environment that's so big and so committing and so severe, uh, that it's you you feel very exposed and I think you know when your mind wraps around those kind of concepts you don't sleep very very soundly mm. um, so yeah I, I'm, I'm I had a great sleep last night though yeah <laughs> <laughs> Doug when did you finish the journey we finished yesterday uh, just over behind me at uh, Linkletter Park right around 7.30 at night. 7.30, so you had a little bit of a rest last night and you came over to do this interview. Yep. That's fantastic. We yep. certainly appreciate that. You know, we always ask our guests on Gale Force Winds, people that have had an interesting journey in life and you've had that, but you've also had a very interesting journey in the last 12 days to leave our audience with a piece of advice. What might that be? Yeah, I, th I think uh, it, the reason why I love paddleboarding so much is um, because it, it forces you to be extremely present. Um, the minute your mind starts to get distracted and go to other things, you lose your balance, you lose your connection with the environment. And, you know, I, I think that's uh, my piece of advice for would for the audience would be find out whatever that is for you and and just do it more because that's paddleboarding for me I find it meditative I find it very hyper connecting uh, to the present and yeah I love it so share your thoughts well I got a question first of all before I find my thoughts and um, how can someone donate I don't think we went into that right now 
how, how can they you know get you to your fifteen thousand dollar goal? Yeah. So I, I have a uh, a link uh, to the donation page. Yep. So if we can uh, if we could potentially share that through your yep. uh, social media outlet, that would be sure. That would What's be the that mechanism. Page? Um, it's it's kind of got a, a bizarre name. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's not. All right. We'll get it from you and we'll post it up. Yeah. We'll post it up for yep. sure. So your thoughts. Well, I just want to say thank you for, your, first of all, your service, but uh, secondarily, thank you for what you're doing for Soldier On. You know, not everybody would take on what you took on. Uh, I think about some of the adventures Alan, you and I have been on in our lives. We've never done anything like this. Uh, congratulations hey, for doing it, you. and thank you for uh, raising that money. Uh, Doug, that was a great conversation for sure. So happy to have you on Gale Force Wins. This podcast is all about inspiring people, telling people stories. People who have done interesting things are doing interesting things so <clears throat> that you can go on to inspire other people to take positive action. I love how you talked about paddle boarding being your form of meditation, being in the present, in the moment. Uh, that's so fantastic. And, and you're right. People find what that is for them and do more of it. We're probably going to be in a pretty good space. Yeah. So I really appreciate your time here today, and uh, we'll certainly get your uh, your um, fundraising uh, front and center through our social media channels, and wish you the best of luck on reaching that goal. You've already done exceptionally well. Thanks for choosing Prince Edward Island, Atlantic Canada, to be a part of this. We're certainly uh, happy as uh, Atlantic Canadians that you chose us to do that, and it makes us feel pretty proud as well. And I like to leave the podcast with my own piece of advice, and uh, quite uh, quite correctly, the world needs more guys like Doug. Thanks, Doug. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to Gale Force Winds. That's Gale Force Winds, W-I-N-S dot com.